Hello, folks. It's Monday morning, which means it's an all-new episode of the Unemployed Guys podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, football is back. That felt so good to say out loud. It was even better getting to watch the games this past weekend. And the cherry on top of it all, as you could probably guess, was that big-time comeback win that the Bears had over the Lions this past Sunday in Detroit. We're talking about it all. We're recapping the game. We're giving our thoughts on where we think the season's going to go. We even talk about each other's fantasy teams. It's, it's a football frenzy of an episode. We hope you enjoy it. Let's get right to it. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to an all-new episode of the Unemployed Guys podcast. We are recording, just full disclosure, on Sunday afternoon, 345. We just watched the Chicago Bears go final against the Detroit Lions, and we're pretty excited. When I say we, it's not just me, Luke Chaconis. It's also my co-host, my best pal, my fellow Bears fan, Sean Allen Young. How are you, Sean? Yeah, go Bears, yeah, go Bears, hey, um, uh, hey, hey, Detroit fans, all Detroit fans, any, any, any Detroit sport? fan of any sport, oh, God. suck it. Uh, well, hey now, let me just, suck it. hey now, hey now, you're an all-star, let me say this real quick, the Bears had a huge comeback win today, there is no doubt about that, whether it was luck, whether it was skill, whether it was a combination of both, I don't care. A win is a win. We saw two years ago how the Bears got a win taken away from them opening night against the Packers. Now we finally know what it feels like to be on the positive side of that coin. I'm taking this win as a big plus. But I want to say this, too. We were damn near moments away, Sean, for mm-hmm. me having a golden sombrero Sunday. Do you know what that is? Uh, well, I know what a golden sombrero is. Not, not, uh, not, what, it, not what a golden shower is. N- no, or, no. Or a Cleveland steamer if you're Odell Beckham Jr., <laughs> Possibly all feel the same. Who knows? Afterwards. Who knows? An o a uh an Odell Beckham Jr. steamer is what I was about to say. Oh a <laughs> that that just sounds like some sort of like dessert dish you could get at Dairy Queen. Remember how like, back in the day you get like soft like soft serve soft, ice cream well, out it's of another uh, term for poop. out of, <laughs> out, of uh, out of like the baseball hats. You can do that now with a Cleveland Browns helmet. It's pretty, yeah, I'll take the uh, large take the OBJ soft serve. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Terrific stuff. No, the the golden, the 0 for 4 golden sombrero I was about to have on Golden Sombrero Sunday was the following: the Bears almost lost that game. Yeah. The Tigers are going to probably lose their game because they are just completely spiraling out of control, as we all knew would happen eventually. But uh-huh. Judgment Day is finally here, so yeehaw! Uh-huh. My fantasy team, which we're uh-huh. going to be talking our fantasy teams in a little bit, is currently losing. And on top of all that, this morning, as I've been doing this uh, entire summer with my father. We went golfing, and I golfed like absolute <laughs> dog shit. Like the worst I think I've golfed this entire summer. Just atrocious. Well, uh, but that didn't happen because the Bears won. So, the, right. you, you know, a golden sombrero Sunday could happen down the road, uh-huh. but it's not happening today. And I'm telling you what's not happening today as well is an OBJ soft serve. Nope. Oh. <laughs> nope. Oh. I hope not. Sean. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Sean. All right, Sean. I'm gonna kick it right over. I feel like a radio guy right now. You should see how yeah. my setup is. I got cords everywhere. I got a beer in my hand. I got stats on the on the computer. I got stats on my phone. Sean, I'm gonna kick it over to you, bro. Okay. Uh, what do you think of this win today? It was pretty, pretty sweet, right? Uh, no. Mmm. It really wasn't. Hot topic. It really was not. This. Okay. It actually felt really bad. All right. Um. So. I, I don't. I don't get, Mitch Trubisky. I don't get it. 
and I don't really care right now because it worked somehow. I think he went like, it was either like eight for 10 or nine for 11 in the fourth quarter with three touchdown passes. Yeah. But before then. He was eight for 20 at one point in time. Yeah. I mean, here, here's uh, Mitch's final line for the day. He was 20 of 36, passed for 242 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a good line to end the day. Uh, but the funny thing is about that line is most of those numbers came within the fourth quarter, which is great. I mean, that's why we play four quarters of football, you know what right, I mean? But right. you are exactly correct. It was once again a slow a slow start. It's almost like a, like an old locomotive train. It takes a while to get it going, the chugga-chugga. Sugar, 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 um, sugar, sugar, sugar. Yeah, but sugar. but against but against good teams, that's not going to work. True. I mean, I'm not I, actually. I'm not saying the Lions are bad because no, I think I think the Lions are the worst fourth place division team or the best the best fourth place <laughs> so division you think team. They suck. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. no. <laughs> okay. the, yeah. they're the best fourth place division team in the NFL. Yeah. Because because I think the Vikings, Packers, Bears, all somehow have a chance to win the division Mm -hmm. i really do think the packers are going to kind of run away with it this year they look amazing um the vikings look very meh and the bears look very meh until the fourth quarter what was that final that packer game it was like oh yeah green bay beat i mean even credit to the vikings they put up a lot of points on the board but green bay won today against the vikings 43 to 34 yeah no defense no defense holy that's a that's what we call a slugfest there was a lot of games like that today. Uh, the problem is, uh, I think offense is offense is easier to click, mm-hmm. and defense takes time. Yeah. Um. To to just make sure everybody's doing their job, and especially nowadays when they're running the types of offenses they are, uh, it's just it's just hard to like keep everything contained or in in control. Well, I think there's so. something to be said too about it's the first week. It's been a hellacious you know path to get to uh to pro football in, mm-hmm. in 2020, but we've made it. We did it. It's awesome. First of all, I mean, I know we, the game itself for me was exciting. Was it the cleanest game in the world? No. Should the Bears be, like, jumping up and down? That Because did they play, like, the best game overall? No, but they got the win, and I think that's what's most right. important. But even before any of that, just seeing football again was so exciting. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's so, it's obviously I, it's almost surreal seeing it mm-hmm. because – it's been, I honestly, it like it snuck up on me somehow, as, as I feel like it has for most people, which is bizarre because there wasn't any preseason games. I didn't want. Usually, one of my big traditions with getting getting ready for football is I always watch the new season of Hard Knocks on HBO. I haven't done that. Yeah. I drafted my fantasy team two days before the season started. It was a pretty <laughs> late draft for us, so like everything just like felt pretty pretty delayed. Yeah. But then as soon as I watched that Thursday night game between Kansas City and Houston, which by the way, Kansas City looks like they're just ready to be back oh, yeah. in the Super Bowl game come February. Their fans are garbage, but, I mean, that's another, well, you know, discussion eh. to be had. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it, is, it is what it is. But, I mean, yeah, it, it, all, it all just snuck up on us so quickly, I feel like. But once once I sat down and watched the games, the, like, the first – once the first, like, drive of the Bears happened, I was instantly back in it. Yeah, I wasn't right. thinking about fans or anything like that. Obviously, you know, we have to be safe and cautious because of everything going on with the virus. But I just, like, it was just nice to see it back, and it just felt normal. It felt normal mm-hmm. watching football. It felt normal, like, checking my phone every two minutes to see what my fantasy team is doing. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It, honestly, this is the most normal I think I have felt 
in months. Uh huh. Which is which I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing because there is still a pandemic going on. Mm-hmm. But I think we can take this as humans today as a very big victory. I'm just feeling like okay, this is some semblance of normalcy. So let's just enjoy it while we've got it. Yeah. Right. I and and I think we kind of get the same feeling with baseball. I mean, kind of especially this season. But I think I think it was just a sh- such a shit show with baseball starting mm-hmm. that it, it like took me out of it. Like, yeah, I was excited for baseball season, but it did not hit the same way like today did. Yeah. And like, and yeah, I, I watched some of Thursday's game, but I wasn't, you know, really. Yeah. I wasn't jazzed up for it. But this morning I woke up at like 915 mm-hmm. and I was like, I am so ready to sit on the couch and <laughs> yeah. watch. 11 12 hours of football today yeah and honestly um, when, when i have days like this it makes me wish i was back in like we were back in college or even even high school for that matter it's like oh, absolutely like your your party you know you probably had a party saturday night everyone's waking up next morning a little bit hungover a little groggy but they're like uh-huh. shit doesn't matter i'm gonna sit on the couch for the next 14 hours and watch football so right what, what what's the point right uh but no you're exactly right i mean i think Obviously, yeah. I huge. Everyone knows I'm a huge baseball fan. I know you are too, Shawnee. And even in in your defense, even more so, Cubs are having a great season. Detroit yeah. is, you know, becoming obsolete as I expected, and we all expected they would at a point in time. But for you know, for you, the Cubs are still in it, and I think that's a testament to how strong people needed and were craving to watch football. Because when you have a team like you uh, with the Cubs, where it's like my team's doing good, I can watch that. But even then, so you're kind of like, yeah, whatever with baseball. But you were stoked to see football. I just mm-hmm. think that goes to show how many fans and people just we were craving this this moment. And I know it's not the same. I know we all wish we could be there at games and seeing the you know the stadiums packed with people, but it just is what it is right now. Hopefully next year we can get back to that in terms right. of returning to that normal life. Right. But uh, only time will tell there. But it, as it is today, it was just great to see football back. So excited that the Bears got to win. I know um, it wasn't the cleanest victory of all time, but a win is a win. Yeah. Also to get a divisional win week one, it's just it's just it's a really good feeling. It's a it's a good feeling, and also like it does. I mean, it's, it, it, throughout the first three quarters, it gives you just no confidence in what like Nagy's doing or Mitch is trying to do. Mm-hmm. And then fourth quarter comes around, and they look like like one of the best football teams there is. Yeah. But that uh, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm I'm a realist, mm-hmm. and and I know that's not going to happen probably uh, this season again. And that, so, that, like that kind of, com- well, I mean, because yeah, they were down twenty to six. Yeah, I mean, that's not a uh, <laughs> like that. That's not a you know, just oh, we need we need a field goal to get back in. That was the, at point in time it was a three you know three score game there. Right. And what I was most impressed when the count when the comeback was mounting was that a lot of times I was uh, I was talking to my pops. We were watching the game, and I was like, you got to get away with, you got to come at least, uh, you got to get some points here. Got to get points. Got to get points. Yep. Or something, even if it's that field goal, because you're gonna need the field goal at some point in time. Get it. Get it. Get it. And when it came down to it, at the end, they didn't need it at all. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, they just they three touchdowns. It was it was impressive. And in particular, I want to talk about the offense for a second here. A guy I've I've been saying kind of this whole uh, leading up to this for the excitement I did have for football was a guy I kind of hope comes to his own this year. Was Anthony Miller, not just blowing smoke because yeah, you know he had, the, he had the big catch, but you know four catches, seventy six yards, and a touchdown. I mean, mm-hmm. we've kind of been waiting now. It's his third year at the Bears. We've kind of been waiting to see him come into maybe can he be that number two behind Allen robinson right you know no more taylor gabriel trey burton i mean i know he's a tight end but you know he didn't work out i mean right there's there's some new guys in there i mean what do you think i know 
you're kind of whatever on him. Do you think it's just kind of luck first week? But Jimmy Graham, I mean, he goes out there, he scores a touchdown. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I, I just told Tom upstairs. I was just like, God, I hate that guy. <laughs> um, but, I, I mean, they need – they. that's why they went out and got all these tight ends. They need somebody that can be, uh, you know, that, that guy that just goes up and gets balls. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple things. I mean, he can't he can't block. Mm-hmm. So, like – He's not going to be in there every play. Um, there's a couple passes that he jumped early for. One was another touchdown, and the other was just a simple pass that he, I, I don't know, it, either Mitch missed him or he jumped early. Um, I kind of go with the uh, latter, and Mitch missing him. But still, yeah, it's great to see him almost with two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was okay with it. Yeah, he's he is not the X factor though. That's yeah, the yeah, he no. he was an X factor maybe in this game for a touchdown, but mm-hmm. besides that, they will need uh, Cole Komet to actually do something. Well, yeah, which he would have also had yeah. a touchdown too today if mm-hmm. Mitch wouldn't have just thrown the ball n- not to him. Yeah. It was. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at Cole Komet right now. Uh, only had one target today. No catches, yeah. nothing. I mean, Ted, yeah. same same with uh, Ted Ginn Jr., one target, no catches. Uh, I mean, really, uh, in terms of a lot of the guys on offense, it was, you know, the big two, you think, Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson. Jimmy mm-hmm. Graham did have the touchdown in there, but you also got to give some love to Javon Wims. He had a, you know, he had a catch yeah. touchdown too. So, I mean, they, they spread the ball out, I feel like, nicely uh, overall. I mean, do I think I would like to see it? I don't, I don't, I don't know how I want to phrase it. I think I just I want to see more guys get involved too. Mm-hmm. I.e. mainly Cole Komet. Uh, I yeah. think I think he's going to really kind of be a – he could be a big player, hopefully mm-hmm. for years to come. Maybe that's a bit optimistic for me after just a week one win, but that's kind of what I, I would like to see him be at some point. Who knows if it happens. Uh, I thought mm-hmm. in terms of rushing the ball, I thought David Montgomery was fine. Tariq Cohn was fine. I actually thought overall today the offensive line was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They they felt okay. There, I mean, there was obviously some a couple plays. I think the problem is – that they want to roll Trubisky out so much because he does throw it well on the run. But the problem is teams are going to catch on to that and they're just going to rush people into the rollout. And like that happened a couple times. And, you know, there was one play where Mitch tried to make something of nothing, but he started running backwards like a moron Mm -hmm. and he lost like 21 yards and fumbled it. Oh, that that was, that was in the fourth quarter, I believe. Yeah. That was at the very end of the third, at the beginning of the fourth. No, I think that was in the fourth quarter because by that point in time, I was like, Jesus. Um, Just really, really quick uh, to baseball news. Uh uh, Alec Mills of the Cubs is two outs away from pitching a no-no. Oh, my goodness. Um, Well, keep us updated on that, Yeah, I'm keeping an update on that. But, yeah. I I called Fauci's first pitch. Please call if Mills gets a (laughs) no-hitter. Okay, will do. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I had to get that in only because, you know. To see a Cubs pitcher do anything good is, yeah. you know, astounding. Hey, you know so. what? I know we're kind of over the board right now, but you Darvish, man, I think I texted you after that first start of the year. I said, God, more like Pooh Darvish, and now he's yeah. making me look like Pook Jaconis. So. Oh, don't, yeah, don't worry. I As soon as I saw that first game, I was definitely on the, please somebody uh, get you Darvish out of a Cubs uniform. <laughs> right but, yeah. but I, yeah, no, he's been I fantastic. Been good. Just been phenomenal. Good. Uh, what do you think real quick about 
can I tell you the, the point of this game that I kind of thought was the turning point where I had a feeling, okay, maybe something's – I mean, I don't ever want to say, like, I'm feeling a comeback. Obviously, yeah. we, we always internally want that and think that to happen. Right. But, you know, we've seen this – bear. we've been burned by this Bears team many years in the past, so I wasn't <laughs> holding my breath. Again, not rooting against them actively, but also, like, limiting my own expectations so I don't have a heart attack week one of the NFL season. Right. Uh, also, right. my parents at the end of the game, my father said, let's check your blood pressure. And he sat me down at the kitchen table, and he checked my blood pressure. I think I was like 128 over 72, and I had 81 heartbeats per minute. Uh, that's too many. Yeah, I was, I was feeling it. I was. You getting... gotta, you gotta stop the, with those, uh, those, those Bud Light, the, think... the Budweisers. Uh, no, it's uh, Mick Ultra. Thank you very much. I'm actually having a oh. cold can right now, celebrating the win. Uh, oh. but no, w- the the one thing about me that I was thinking was for that was the turning point of the game. I think Matt Prater missing that field goal. Mm-hmm. In, yeah. In a absolutely. weird way, it left the door open for the Bears. Yeah, definitely. Has he? If he makes that field goal, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, w- w- I mean, well, I guess if he makes that field goal, we're still winning. Now that I'm doing that math in my head, yeah, like but 27, 26. But still, I think it was like a, it was a momentum shift. I feel like more than anything. Well, here's the problem. That was a, a, what a fourth and one. Well, I can't even remember what it was. But it, it, I don't think they should have gone for the field goal there. They should have just gone for it. I mean the the way that Matt Stafford works with his receivers is like they can they were able to get those like five yard like little dunks mm-hmm. because the Bears are playing just a bend don't break yeah so like they were they could have been able to get that but they didn't go for it mm-hmm. and like that's that's been the problem with Matt Patricia the the entire three seasons he's been with the Lions he plays so safe and then when it comes to like the fourth quarter he gives up the lead. Well, that was the um, narrative all day. You, you heard, yeah. the, you know, the announcers on Fox talking about it, how that was their Achilles heel. I think they blew – I don't know what the number was off the top. I want to say they – it was like seven games they lost in the fourth quarter last year. Yeah. Something like, I mean, I don't know if that's the exact number, but it was a high number, a number that definitely uh, – I think, yeah. If they change was, it, it's, uh, it's all around. I mean, there was like – I think there was seven games last year going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, they were leading. They had a lead. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. I think Something that's like what that. it was. But – yeah, there, there. That's not a like, that's not an enigma. That that that's that's a problem in the locker room. Yeah. Like among the players or the coaches, because yeah, it happens, but it should not happen that many times. Uh, Sean, mm-hmm. uh, w- I hate to break your train of thought there. Would you like to break the news or should I? No, you can you can do it. Uh, do it for me. The news is your very own Chicago Cubs right-handed pitcher Alec Mills completes a no-hitter versus the Milwaukee Brewers, second this season behind Lucas Giolioto. Congratulations to the Cubs and to you, Sean. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, it, it was a, actually, I was just paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm all about football today, yes. so I've just been kind of updating myself on the Cubs. Uh, but uh, Javi also stole home today, which yes. was hilarious. That's always um, good. Well, you know, it, what's also pretty good news is last night the Tigers lost 14 to nothing to the White Sox, so that really oh. put me in a pretty great state of mind trying to yeah. go to sleep at night. Yeah, uh, good. Okay, so let's move on. At and least talk it about... wasn't 15. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what? They lost 19 to nothing to the Brewers a few days prior to last night's <laughs> loss, so they didn't want to. They didn't want to go back to the 19 club quite so soon. They wanted to go 14, then take a break. Maybe they'll do 17 this week and then get back to 19 by the end well, of the season. Hey, there's they're getting better. Uh, actually, that is true, but that's a whole they're different discussion. They're getting better. Uh, okay, so look real quick before we kind of move on. <laughs> they won't be they won't be last in the AL next year. 
No, that's not true, and I don't think they will be this year either. Uh, but that again, to- totally different thing. I'm 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 celebrating the Bears right now, and I'm yeah, yeah. and I'm hugging Mitchell Trubisky and Anthony Miller and the defense because they didn't make me celebrate a golden sombrero Sunday. So kudos to those gentlemen. <laughs> uh, what I wanted to say to you real quick, speak about the defense. How do you think the D looked today? Uh, they look fine. So, like I said, I think it. I think the problem is it takes a a. a it takes like almost like half a season to really catch a rhythm defensively and like the the amount of like energy it takes to stop offensive offenses nowadays is it's really hard it's really difficult there's a lot of movement um there's just less time to take a break between plays so um people yeah it's just hard yeah i think that's i think that's 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 fair i i was a little honestly the first two quarters the defense was was fine uh they obviously gave up that that um i almost said that run that's i'm now i'm thinking of alec mills in the baseball thing get my mind off baseball they gave up the score at the end of the lines at the uh at the the end of the first half but you know and then once they came back from the first half the wheels kind of fell off in the third quarter mm-hmm. but then they kind of came back strong in the fourth and they got those stops late and yeah you could say does DeAndre Swift need to catch that ball absolutely but he didn't yes. and we're going to take the win and go on our merry way yeah that's um that's like uh let's see let's what's the analogy for this that's like uh somebody that's like being Jose Canseco uh, ending a game with a with a pop fly, but it hitting himself off the head for a home run, and the other team wins. That's that's the longest analogy of all time that I could I think of. Like the simile, and uh, oh, was it a simile? Well, you said you said like Jose Canseco, and a simile is a comparison using like or at. Oh. So I thought the defense played pretty well today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. English isn't my first language. I. Uh... <laughs> what is an analogy then? That's an analogy. Maybe it is. Maybe similes and analogies. If anyone out there listening can please describe to us the differences between similes and analogies, or if there is no difference at all, please let us know. And also, we're still trying to figure out what pronouns and proper nouns and plural nouns, all those things are for when we do. Mad Libs. Yeah, what? Yeah. Someone just said us some one of our loyal listeners, please send Sean or myself a spreadsheet of just basic grammar rules that you learn in the second grade. Yeah, like or send us like a hello letter. Yeah. Some like actually fuck you guys. <laughs> Whoa, he turned on him. He turned on him quickly. Wow. I'm going heel for a second. Where's where's all our where's all our feedback, man? Where's, where's our money? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, where's, where's our the money? Where's my Patreon shit? <laughs> Patreon. Uh, Patreon. That's that. Um, that's, that seems like a nice stream. No. Anyway, yeah, I think uh, now that Sean has, now that we will never have another listener ever again because they're either. Li- I mean, that'd be awesome if all our fans were like Lions fans, and even if we had them, now we're we don't have them because the Bears beat them. Yeah. And then the cherry on top is you telling those fans to then go, fuck themselves. Well, I mean, they should. They should have won that game. It's true. It was, it was tough. Loss. Tough. Loss. Uh, yeah. I, that. I mean, that's part of why I didn't didn't really feel great about it because we. Sh- it should have just been a loss. Because, yep. but I mean, obviously, I'll take it and like, yeah, we won. But we want to know they're zero and one. Like, 
And look, suck I, my balls. I, th- <laughs> I think I think the big thing is, you know, you you want to obviously you want to win every game. That goes mm-hmm. without saying. But looking at this bare schedule for the next two weeks, next week mm-hmm. we've got the Giants at home, mm-hmm. and then the week after we're at Atlanta. Now Atlanta has put up some big points against the Seahawks. They're no slouch of a team. I know the Giants have Saquon Barkley. I know, uh, you know, they, they, I don't know, there always seems to be like, they could be better this year. I'm not saying they won't be. But on paper, these next two weeks seem like winnable games. And sometimes I feel like that's what shoots the Bears mm-hmm. in the foot the most. You see these matchups on paper and you go, okay, this is, a, this is something we should be, you know, walking away here with a win. This should be a good game and hopefully a good win. They lose it, and then, you know, they put all this pressure on themselves later on in the season to get these big game wins against the Packers at Lambeau right. or Minnesota when they come into town. And it just applies more unneeded pressure, which is why I think this was an even bigger win today other than it just being a comeback that we were able to do it against the divisional opponent, albeit it is the Lions. I'm not knocking the Lions, but the Lions aren't the Packers or the Vikings. Nope. So. You know, take that with a grain of salt. But overall, it's a good win. It's the first win of the season. Was it the cleanest, most prettiest game I've ever seen in my life? Absolutely not. But a win is a win. I've seen the Bears lose far too many games like this and be on the other side that Detroit's on currently right now. So I'm taking the win, as I think all Bears fans should. I think Mitch looked good. If you had to give Mitch a grade on a report card, what would you give him, Sean? Um, A C plus. Okay. Uh, And that's only for the fourth quarter. Uh, the entire rest of the game, F minus. F minus. Wow, wow, wow. See, I didn't think, although I think a lot of his throws in the beginning, I just he wasn't airing it out. They're doing those short little passes, and even then he was overthrowing guys. Those weren't good. Yeah. But it's not like today. Knock on wood. He didn't have, uh, you know, he he didn't throw the big touchdown. He didn't have the big turnover that gave the ball back to the Lions late in the game. Yeah. So I think in terms of controlling the ball. And overall, I feel like controlling the offense, especially in the fourth quarter, I'm going to go a B minus. Yeah, that's fair. I think I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, as Bears fans, we all know that like turnovers have always killed us, and the quarterbacks we've had are always just like they turn the ball over at the worst times. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see him actually go make a drive without committing a turnover or committing a turnover all day, even though he tried to on a fumble. <laughs> Um, that, that, that's a positive, like I can, we can take this win and just say like, yeah, okay. Um, we saw glimpses of like why Mitch was drafted number two overall above Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Like that, we saw it, but that was for, that was for one quarter. We need to continue to see that. That was for like six minutes. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah. It's, well, it's, it's frustrating because I was talking to my dad today when we were golfing, and I was like, I, I said, obviously, this is a huge year for Mitch. It goes without saying. Everybody knows this is kind of like make or break year. Because mm-hmm. when you look at Mitch's career in Chicago, he comes, you know, he makes his debut in 2017. I'm not going to put anything against him in 2017 because it was still the John Fox era. The Bears were still an abysmal mess. So that's a wash season, in my opinion. 2018, the Bears go 12-4. and four. Mitch looks pretty solid overall. I know he had some ups and downs, but overall it was a solid year. He brought the team to the playoffs. A double doink doinked us in the butt, but that's, mm. you know, it is what it is, and I think we're still cursed because of that, and I think the only way to break that curse is kicking, like, a string of field goals in the playoffs and maybe even to win the Super Bowl, but that's a different discussion. Then you go to last year, 2019, and it was just completely underwhelming. Again, the mm-hmm. Bears weren't, like, god-awful. 
in 2019, they were eight and eight. I mean, they were a 500 football team. Well, I think but you're. Just I think underwhelming. You're, I I think yeah. I think your like winning percentage is skewed because you're used to the Tigers' win loss record. <laughs> so like eight and That's eight, fair. a 500 feels really good. Yeah, it's true. But I, I demand it. perfection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fair. That's fair. Those are fair. You you need me to be better, as you, as you need Mitch to be better, and that's a good friend slash podcast co-host. And that's that why is, I love you. And that's why I'm very good at what I do. Yes, I really best. do think the Bears might honestly just go eight and eight again this year, though. Um, for the next like two games, I think they'll beat the Giants. I do not think they will beat the Falcons. The problem with the Falcons is they can run the ball, they can pass the ball. They got a good um, offense. Yeah, they do have but a good offense. they don't have a good defense, so... So Mitch will make them good. Okay, he you will took make that them look good. way than I did, but to each their own. No, I, I, I think this year, my prediction, and you might go, oh, Lucas, I got them going 10-6. and six. I really do. I don't think they're going to be as uh, dominant as they were in 2018, mm-hmm. but I do think we're going to see significant improvements from both the offense, the defense, and yes, I'll single him out, Mitch Trubisky this season as opposed to last season. And for that reason alone, I got him going ten and six. There's going to be a couple games where we're pissed off and angry, but I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna do. It. Also, I think they have a pretty favor on paper. On paper, they have a pretty favorable schedule. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. I I also want to say the home loss or home loss home away games this year won't really mean anything. Um, because there won't be any people in the stands. Yeah. Uh, the the only thing I can think of is I've been I've been because re- I, I, I was kind of curious which teams were going to allow fans, which teams weren't. Yeah. In Chicago this year, I don't think we're going to see fans at all at games, so I don't really think that's going to be an issue. Um, but from what I was reading online, some teams are like waiting two to three weeks into the season mm-hmm. to reevaluate letting fans in. But I don't really understand that because do they think COVID is going to be gone by the end of this month? Like right. I don't, right. I don't understand what the logic is behind there. You know, I could maybe see them being like, "We're going to reevaluate in November," uh-huh. uh, but I don't see numbers. I, I don't, I don't see drastic changes happening in the next two weeks to the point where you know the bulk of NFL stadiums would let fans go to games. But maybe I could be wrong. I would love to be proven wrong on that because I think you know having fans at sporting events is such a crucial aspect. But, you know, I don't uh, know what's going to happen there. I really think it depends on um, what happens with this presidential race, to be quite honest. Um, I think the the upcoming presidential election. That could be a... Only because... Yeah, only because I think I mean not. I don't want to get political. Yeah, I I don't care. But but to be honest, if if Trump wins, I think stadiums more stadiums will open than if uh, if Biden were to win. I, um, I I don't know any, anything really in regards to that. We'll we'll see. Honestly, yeah, that, that's yeah. that's what I'll say is we'll see. But but I mean the only reason I say that is because I mean we've seen more uh, like red states open up their open up their facilities quicker. Well, yeah, and that's so, the only reason. Yeah. So right now the only two stadiums that are allowing fans to attend games are the Kansas City Chiefs and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So mm-hmm. you, you know yeah. take that take that for what you will. But yeah, I I I. I I don't. I'm not saying I don't think fans will not be able to go. I'm just not holding my breath, and I'm definitely not holding my breath about being able to attend a, a Bears game this season right. at Soldier Field. I don't I, think that will happen at all. 
I think I mean we'll we'll see come like January first to be honest, and then, yeah. and then I maybe, think yeah. maybe, maybe some reevaluation yeah. will go on. You know what? Maybe what fans should really be holding their their hopes out for are playoffs. Maybe yeah. playoffs and Super Bowl. That mm-hmm. could that could be more of a thing because then we're talking. You know, next year January, February, we hear all this talk about vaccines and whatnot. And again, that's all the you know up in the air and to be determined. But we'll kind of have to uh, wait and see there. So look, let's keep it in the the kind of vein of Sean of football. But you and I are going to do something a little bit different we've never done on the show before. You and I are both avid fantasy football players. We love fantasy football. At least I love fantasy football, as I think you do too. I do. So we thought it would be fun this year. You did. When did you? Now, when did you do your draft, Sean? Uh, we did it Wednesday night. Oh, very so very. Late. Uh, it was actually the quickest draft of all time. We all had thirty second draft picks. Nice. We were done in thirty four minutes. That's actually how. <laughs> So I, I do two drafts. I do a uh-huh. WIU League one with a bunch of people from Western, um, and that one went really quick. I think it was over in like 44 minutes, something like that. Nice. So that was a good one. And then I do my back home league, the league that you've played in a couple times. Yeah. Where that's, my, that's my money league. Uh, and I think we got done drafting this year in about an hour. Something nice. Not terrible. Yeah, not as quick. Not as quick as 34. And I think we had the clock set at a minute per pick. But, nice. uh, yeah, so anyway, Sean loves fantasy football. I love fantasy football. I have sent Sean my roster. He has sent me his. And now we're going to talk about each other's teams. Sean, I got yours pulled up. You're Commissioner Young, so you're the commissioner. Very I good. Am. I'm looking at your team right now, Sean. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, great. That guy for uh, – wh- can you answer me this question? Maybe I'm going to sound mm-hmm. ignorant here. Mm-hmm. Where did the running back for the Chiefs come from? LSU. This is rookie year? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I'd never heard of him before, but I think yep. he is going to be someone to keep an eye on. He was, like, number eight overall, mm-hmm. but I picked him number four overall because, I mean, if nobody knows anything about fantasy, always go with some random rookie that you know is going to start because they usually have a pretty damn good year. All right. Good to know. Good Just to know for, for those who may know. not know. <laughs> uh, um what I was going to say next was what jumped out to me. So here, here's Sean's team. Let me just let me stop the foreplay and get right into the action. Oh. Sean's quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. He's got Edwards as a running back from Kansas City. He's got Taylor as his running back from Indianapolis. I think, did he get hurt today? No, was that Marlon no, Mack? Marlon Mack got Marlon hurt, Mack so got hurt. now he will be the number one guy. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. Feels Your wide good. receivers are Julio Jones and Odell Poopoo Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. Tight end, Hunter Henry. Mm-hmm. Running back at your flex is Raheem Moser. Oh, we have two flexes in this league. Interesting. Yeah, so uh, what we did, uh, we took out the kicker, oh, and we put in an extra flex because people like points. And, yeah, it's a 10-person league, and oh, okay. nobody likes kickers. So. That's fun. That's fun. <laughs> That's fun. And then your uh, other flex is A.J. Green, and your defense is the Bills. Sean, this is a solid team. That's a really good team. It's a solid team. I. How do you feel about where where'd you pick uh, Odell Beckham Jr. in the draft? I think he was probably my fourth or fifth round i think fourth round maybe that sounds about right because i took um i took Cortland sutton mm. uh fourth over as my fourth pick and i chose him over obj now sutton's not playing this week because he's got a shoulder thing right but uh yeah i, I kind of ha- i was torn between those two and i went the other side but you went the obj side well that's yeah that was that was one pick that i said okay i'm gonna pick him but i'm also going to get a flex that can just like replace him mm-hmm. because I, I don't believe in OBJ, especially on a Cleveland Steamer Brown team. Yeah, like they had, they had a rough game today. I think the they're franchise. so they're just so bad. They're the worst franchise of all time, by far. Six, holy hell, that's a bad game. 
They're the worst NFL and you know, franchise and, and you know of all time. And what the worst part is? They have, on offense, some guys that I think can can hack it. I mean, mm-hmm. OBJ is good. Jarvis Landry, I think, is good. Juice mm-hmm. Landry. Mm-hmm. You got Nick Chubb, I think, is a solid running back. Kareem yep. Hunt, yep. solid running back. You got two tight ends, uh, Nioku and Austin Hooper, who I like. So they've got some pieces. Is it a Baker Mayfield problem? Is it a coaching problem? Or is it just the team overall is not working? Now, granted, when you see 38-6, to six, you can't just say the <laughs> offense is bad for putting up six points. You also got to say the defense is bad because they gave up 38. But then at the right. same time, too, they're playing the Ravens, who I think you can make an argument are the best offense in the NFL. So uh-huh. it, it's it's just one of those things. I think um, I think the offense, Ravens offense is kind of skewed. Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, they they have the, the reigning MVP quarterback. So well, they got a lot of weapons who can they they can honestly kill you in in every way. They can kill you passing with Lamar Jackson or running with Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. They could run it with Mark Ingram, or they can just pass it to guys like Mark Andrews. Uh, um, oh God, what's his name? I got him on my team. I can't even think of his name right now. Um, Marcus Brown, sorry, mm. uh, Marquise Brown. Uh, and the other guy, uh, Sneed, I think Sneed's on there too. So yeah, it's just they, they got they they got some pieces. They got some yeah. pieces. Um, Sean, I like this team. I like this team. I'm not gonna lie to you. The two flex things kind of throw me off a bit. Yeah. But it's not, I guess, that weird because in my WIU league we, well, I guess it's different because in the WIU league we do three wide receivers, two running backs, a tight end, a flex, kicker, defense, QB. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the reason we do it for a ten-person league is because. Uh, there's so many good players that are usually just that that just sit in free agency the entire year, mm-hmm. um, and so we're just like, well, let's just add let's see what we got. another, and then we have three bench spots. So it's like basically it makes the waiver wires like pretty interesting, like every week. Yeah, and so it just makes forces people to keep watch. Yeah, hey, I guess in that regard, you know, it's not it's not too bad there then, huh? Yeah, it feels good. Feels um, good. If you were to grade uh, out of um, 10 great touchdown dances, how would you rate? I am going to give you a 7. I'm going to give you seven, 7 touchdown dances out of 10 possible touchdown dances. Okay. The only thing I'm a little bit worried about with you is Couple guys on your, at least out of this lineup, I don't know what your bench looks like. Mm-hmm. The guys I'm only worried about are AJ Green because I just I don't know what the Bengals. I know they got Burrow now. It's mm-hmm. kind of a new face there. I'll be curious to see how he fits in. Right. Uh, OBJ, as we said, I, I don't know if um, I just I I know we know he has the potential, right. but I just think going to Cleveland, it, I don't know what's going on with that team. They're just not very good. I feel like mm-hmm. it's kind of as we said, it's a mystery because they got the pieces. But beyond that, Sean, pretty solid. On my on my bench, I have Philip Lindsay. Yep. I have Emmanuel Sanders. Yep. And C.D. Lamb. Yep. So. You got the Bills defense too. They're never gonna. Right. You know, that that's not a bad pickup there. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, he's gonna get anywhere from probably twenty four to twenty eight points a game, so yeah. that's not gonna kill you. Edwards, I know he had the good first week. Let's see how he does the rest of the way, but I have no doubt he'll keep it going. And if Marlon Max out, yeah, Taylor kind of gets the. Uh, first carries there in Indy, so that could definitely play it in Julio Jones. So who, who'd you take first overall, Edwards? Uh, who did I take first? I think it was, yeah, it was Edwards. Because Edwards was like a top 10 running back. Yeah, it was yeah. Edwards and then uh, Patrick Mahomes gotcha. and then Julio. Gotcha. Not yeah. bad. Um, yeah, I think it's okay. 
I'm, I, but yeah, that's basically your concerns are my concerns. My other concern is Julio Jones doesn't score touchdowns. He just gets a lot of receptions and a lot of yards. And so like this, actually, are you in a PPR league? Yes. Okay. So you have the same like scoring. We never system. used to be. I don't know if remember when you played in that we weren't in a PPR. Yeah, league. we weren't, and I said I would never be in your league again. <laughs> Until we, yeah, now now we are. Now we now we do do PPR. So now we do now, now we, we do do now, PP. Now we, now we do do PP OBJ. OBJ. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we're we're doing PPR now. Yeah, you got okay. a, you got a solid team. A little worried cool. about uh Green and OBJ for you, but other than that, it's solid. You got good running. You looks like you got good running backs, especially you got Philip Lindsay on the bench too. That's right. not gonna hurt you. Uh yeah, let's 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 take a look at yours, huh? All right, great. All right, so we got uh Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. um, who I think is gonna have a really good year this year, since he finally has a running game behind him. Um, Nick Chubb, very nice. Aaron Jones, who should have another good season. It's I mean he won't have as good a season as last year. Yeah, that's just kind of a fact. Cause uh, honestly, I think the Packers are gonna go back to that pass first offense. Yep. Cause Devontae Adams is. He's a, He's a freak. He's a beast. Um, and also, uh, I think it's Alan Lazard. Mm-hmm. I think that's his first name. Okay. Um, he's going to be their number two guy, uh, either this season or next season. Like he, he's their, he's, he's going to be the new dude. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, as a Bears fan, it kind of sucks, but at the same time, you got to see him twice a year. But yeah, it's, it it's fun to see Aaron Rodgers actually do good. Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. Uh, Michael Thomas. Yeah, of course. Do I think he's going to be as good as last year? No, but I think he's going to still be dynamite on the field. He was my first pick. Yeah, I had the uh, sixth pick in the draft, and I took him. Uh, in no, the first it's a round. great, it's a great choice because yep. you're not going to go wrong with him. He's yeah. going to get touches. And in a PPR league, you know, yeah, I mean, I know, right. I know right now he's got a, he's having a pretty crappy game, but um, I have faith overall throughout the entire course of the season he can do some good. I mean, honestly, he gets two catches for 40 yards each yep. and a touchdown yeah, and you're, <laughs> you're, you're pretty much good for the week it's like all right thanks um tyler lockett good um higby tight end where where did you draft him uh i took him late and he was with the cowboys last season so this is his first yeah, year at the rams okay. i it was, honestly don't know much about him uh i've heard of him i i, I read up a little bit on him during the draft because he was looking like one of the tight ends that was coming to me so i was like all right let's take a shot on him uh i was eyeing austin hooper of mm-hmm. the of the cleveland browns he just signed a new contract yeah he, yep Didn't and i i had him last year exactly. i really liked him but uh yeah that didn't pan out unfortunately so we went we went the higby route nice nice uh marquise brown mm-hmm. nice eagles defense why uh that is because <laughs> this week they were playing the washington football team who i thought they would be able to steamroll uh-huh. and they didn't even beat them no my starting defense for weeks uh, in the following weeks will be the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, okay. Okay. That's uh, okay. Also, just as a caveat, too, I have a quarterback on the bench named Kyler Murray. Okay. So he's actually, I think, going to be my starter for most of the season. Yeah. I just didn't like the matchup against the Niners. Uh-huh. And as of now, uh, me benching him and playing Matt Ryan appears to have been the right choice. Yeah, I mean, no, no, that is a good choice. I think Kyler Murray, um, I was always not a Kyler Murray fan mm-hmm. only because I thought he was too small. Yeah. Um, Because it's hard when you're like 5'7", to, well, okay, 5'9", probably. But 
It's hard when you're 5'9 to throw over linemen that are 6'6. Six, six. <laughs> Wait, is he taller than he's I'm he's shorter eight. than us. You think he is? He's got to be. I don't think so. I'm going to look it up. You keep talking. I mean, it, 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 it's very difficult to throw a ball over, you know, 6'5, six, 6'6 six, six linemen in front of you. Um, you can't see anything. I mean, Drew Drew Brees is short Murray, for the position. He's 5'10. He's not. He's absolutely not. According that is to Google, and Google has never lied ever. Okay. That's with, that's with <laughs> two inch spikes on. He's wearing he's wearing high heels. Yeah, <laughs> he's wearing high heels. That's how he runs. Hey, so you know fast. what? If he can keep running that fast and get me my and my fantasy team some fantasy points, I'll take it. I will take it. Uh, uh, yeah, I I think I think you have a solid team. Um, I think every ten person PPR league is gonna have a solid team, mm-hmm. and if you don't, you really you really gone done fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's not. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's always seems to kind of. They're always. I don't know how it is in your league, but in our league, I know it always seems like we have. It always seems like there's kind of like certain tropes each year with certain guys in their teams. There's always like six to seven guys who are like, yeah, these seven guys are going to be in the hunt the whole season. Mm-hmm. There's the, always the two guys that are kind of those fringe teams. It's like, yeah, they're going to start zero and three, but then maybe they go like five and four from there and they kind of come back and whatever it might be and they they give it a run but they're really not in it but they could be in it if one Mm -hmm. of the other seven or guys chokes and then there's always just one team it's like are you even setting a lineup right 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 that's how that's how i kind of feel you haven't you haven't heard from them for five weeks and then they randomly come in drop 15 players (laughs) add 15 more yeah yep pretty much pretty much and then my bench just for the uh round out the conversation Mm-hmm. As I said, I have Cortland Sutton, who I do anticipate on starting once he's good to go. Kyler Murray, who I think will be my starting quarterback for the for most of the season. Uh, David Montgomery is on my bench. Nice. James nice. White of the Patriots is on my bench. I have the Niners defense. I think they'll be starting a lot. And then I also have Deshaun Jackson on my bench. You have six bench spots? Uh, actually, I also have Gusecki, the tight end from the Dolphins. You have seven Bench spots? Yes, the 16-man roster, and you start nine, bench seven. So I thought the defense was pretty good today. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, isn't that what you have? No, I have three bench spots. Oh, yeah, you might... Did you do some commissioning and adjust the roster? Oh, absolutely, I did. okay, well, that's why, because, yeah, I don't. But... That's insane. What if your guys get hurt? You have three guys to choose from? That's what makes the waiver wire so interesting. You have to fit fit your team, because now you can just <laughs> you you'll have five people that you won't touch this season. Probably yeah, and those guys get you know you, after a while you, you do the thing where you do the defense shuffle. You have to drop a your fifth string running back to pick up a hot defense, or you make some trades. Or you guys, there are certain guys on this this team I can say right now. All I want them to do is just accumulate points. <laughs> so hopefully, at a point, you know, week seven or eight of the season, I can trade them. Yeah. You know, you got to get. You got. Hey, man, look, I'm a four-time fantasy football champion. I don't okay. want to toot my own horn here, but I think I got an idea of what I'm doing. I well, I think it's just easier. Yeah. It, oh, definitely. It definitely. I is. think you're playing easy mode, and I'm playing hard, extreme, uh, real hard mode. I don't know if I'd go that far and say it's easy. I think I'd, you're playing computers and i'm playing multiplayer that's why i think uh i'm still in the league and you bowed out gracefully so suck on that well you're the commissioner you can't bow out i am the commissioner of my league too (laughs) 
And my so. team name is I win every fight, but the ironic thing is I'm probably going to lose this one. <laughs> so every season, wait, what did you name your league? Uh, this season is our league is called I'm Not Hungry, which is <laughs> which is a reference to American Pie Two. Okay, good. Uh, did you name your divisions? No, no, we did not. We're just uh, we're just regular. East and West. Let me see if I can give you some of the team names here. Yeah. Let's see. We've got I'll do anything. Dot dot dot. Anything is one of the names in our league. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've got Tony Soprano. Sexy is sexy. That's one of the names. Okay. Uh-huh. Nice. Um, we've got. Let's see here. Oh, the guy I'm playing this week, my buddy Sam. His team name is the Whistling Bungholes. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna lose to a Good. guy with that name. Terrific. Yeah. yeah. And keeping it in the same arena of Sopranos references. Uh, we got a team in here called Uncle June Gives Head, which is a <laughs> reference to season one of The Sopranos. Season one or season two, but early on in the show. Okay. And, of course, yes, I win every fight. So, yeah, yes, we're, I win every we're, fight. We're a, we are a, a team full of creative references and sick and twisted minds. So oh, cool. I like right. Those are good. Those are yeah, good. Yeah. Here, okay, here are mine. Let's hear them, yeah. Uh, there's team uh, SIU is better than EIU. Um, since most of us are f- all from EIU. I wonder where that person went to school. Yeah. Um, team Madik Ertz. Good Fun. name. Uh, team Big Stank. <laughs> Big Stank. Uh, uh, the SCLSU Mud Dogs, okay. which is from Waterboy. All right. Uh, Naughty Audie. <laughs> uh, Watson Second. Um, fuck twelve. Okay. <laughs> Al Roker. That's off. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that that's not your name, is it? No. Sean, that that was for about four years in the WIU league. My team name. Oh, was it? And I would have a picture of Al Roker, and I would always <laughs> laugh because every time when we would be drafting, when I was on the clock, it would yeah. say Al Roker is drafting. Al Roker is drafting. <laughs> that is so funny. That's who, a good one. Who is that? Do I know the person who that is? No, you okay. don't know. Right. No. Said, well, whoever it is, tell them good job. That's fine. Good job. Okay. Well, uh, Audrain County Sheriff's Department. Okay. Um, and then I'm Commissioner Young. But my Very picture nice. is the best part um, because it's a picture of Commissioner Gordon. Oh. On who's the who's the receiver? Gordon. Josh Gordon. Josh. Uh, yeah, it's. Commissioner Gordon's head on Josh, Josh Gordon's, Gordon's body, body. <laughs> for it. Commissioner Young. Yeah. Did a little Photoshop, did you? I didn't. I found oh. it oh, online. Very nice. very don't nice. tell anybody. <laughs> I think it's illegal. Wonderful. You know what I don't like? I'm looking at my league right now. Four mm-hmm. out of our ten guys not doing fun names. What's that all about? We I got, don't know. We got four guys with just their team as their last name. That's not oh. fun. No, that's not fun. That's I mean, at least at I changed mine to Commissioner Young. Instead yeah, of team that, young. No, but even that, that's, and you have a fun picture. Like, no, all, I'm looking at all four of these guys in our league. They Not only do they not have a fun name, they don't even have a fun picture. And the reason, for those of you who might go be saying, well, Luke, I win every fight is not that funny. Well, if you watch MTV's The Challenge, there is a reoccurring cast member on there named CT, who many years ago got into a fight with this guy named Adam where he took his head and smashed it against a brick wall during a drunken night on the Duel 2. The challenge was called the Duel 2. 
and someone said, CT, do you want him to die? And then he goes, I win every fight. I will <laughs> smash his head and eat it. <laughs> and he's still he's on still, the show. He's still on the show, and he's won three challenges, and now he's kind of gone from being like the bad boy bully of the show to like the lovable dad bod dad. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so my team name is I Win Every Fight, and I've got a picture of him from that night oh, nice. smashing the guy's head in. <laughs> so yeah, that's creative. Good. And so you didn't you didn't also name your um uh, you didn't name your divisions. No, we're just uh, our our yeah, we're just the east and the west. Okay, I did. Okay. Let me hear those. Uh, my so the two of them are OBJ's poopy chest oh. and Trubisky's flaccid arm. Oh. And those are the two divisions. Terrific. Terrific stuff. That is fun stuff. Well, look, man, I wish you the best this season. Thank you. You too. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to be starting 0-1, it looks like, so I'm not too happy about that. But, you know, got to come back and just keep playing. That's how it goes. Um, I don't think I've ever won before. Yeah, you know, I, can't also, I can never be mad at myself when I say that I've, like, if I'm not winning because I've, I've won the most in our league. And so mm-hmm. this is a money mm-hmm. league, and we, I think this year the winner, we didn't bet as much this year just because everything with COVID. We didn't know right. how that was all going to pan out. So I think everyone threw in 20. I think first place wins 130. Nice. Second wins like 50. Third wins their money back. Uh, last year I won. That was my fourth win, and I won $350. So that Hell wasn't yeah. a bad day. Hell that was, yeah. That wasn't a bad day at all. But, yeah, best of luck to you. Keep me posted. I'm sure we'll talk about it on the show. Oh, absolutely. We'll go from there. But, look, uh, before we wrap up this episode, which has been pretty much – not pretty much. It's been entirely football talk. I do want to talk movies just for a second. I just want to – uh, unveil something to Sean, who is hearing oh. this for the first time, mm-hmm. and I'm going to also unveil this to the lovely listeners. Are you are in a movie? I am. It's in. Uh, it is oh. a biopic about OBJ. And who do you play? I play the poop. So the defense has been really good this and year. That's comedy rule of three. That's comedy rule of three. <laughs> you have good improv skills. Don't ever forget it, Sean. Uh, so Sean, as you know. Every Tuesday night, we're, we are in a trivia league that I play in. Sometimes you make an appearance. All of our Western friends, in, rela- in relation to this show, Tom and Anthony are regulars. We play trivia on Tuesday nights, right? Yeah. So uh, a couple weeks ago, for whatever reason, we got on to the topic of Liam Neeson movies. Oh. And in particular, all his action movies. So not things like Schindler's List or Love Actually. His action movies starting with Taken from, I guess, almost 11 or 12 years ago. Right. Tom, Anthony, and I are now doing the following. I would like you to do it. Do I think you will do it? Absolutely not. But I would like you to do it so you can contribute to the conversation on the show. But if you do it, great. If you don't, it is what it is. Okay. We are now rewatching 10 of Liam Neeson's action movies starting from Taken to his most recent. Oh. Uh, I may partake. I may only watch one. We'll see. That's what I was thinking. Now, obviously, coordinate with Tom because he has not begun his his journey yet. I have, as has Anthony. I'm three movies in. I think Anthony is two movies in. And, yeah, we are watching the following movies of his, and this all leads up to the release of his new movie, Honest Thief, which comes out at the beginning of October. No one asked us to watch all these movies, but we said, (laughs) hey, you know what? We're going to do it, and then we'll talk about it on the show, whether people like it or not. It's so funny. It's like we could have binged the MCU or Star mm-hmm. Wars, or I still have yet to see all the Lord of the Rings. I mean, whatever it could have been. We could have done any of those. But we said, nope, we're going to go with the Liam Neeson action movie marathon because that's what the people want. So here's the movies that we are going to be watching and then at some point in time ranking from worst to best. 
okay. uh, and we're watching them in order in which they were released. So the list goes as follows. It goes Taken, Unknown, The Grey, Taken 2, Nonstop, Taken 3, uh, no, A Walk Among the Tombstones, Taken 3, Run All Night, uh, The Commuter, and Cold Pursuit. Oh, wow. How many of those movies do you think you're going to watch? Uh, so There's no, 10 movies. No Lego movie? No Lego movie. Because the, the, the rules we said they got to be action movies starring him. What about Khalil Gib- Gibran's The Prophet? I don't know what that one is. I think it's more of a drama, if I'm not mistaken. I could what be about more of a drama. Clash of Clans? <laughs> Clash of Clans? What's that one? You mean Clash of the Titans? N- no. Clash of Clans. Never heard of that one. He, it's a game. What about the season he was in Entourage? <laughs> you're, I think you're getting off track here, sir. Now, he was a part of The Late Show with Stephen Colbert in yes. an episode. He was also a cameo in, I believe, Ted 2 and uh, Entourage the movie. Uh, has anybody ever watched Inside Amy Schumer? I have not, nor will I ever. Have you? He plays Don Cheadle. <laughs> Well, that can't be. There's something that's not. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on a second. That's not adding up. Something's not adding up here. IMDb is lying to me. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, it sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, will I participate? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I'll I, give reviews of the movies, though. Even, even if you've seen them or not. Yeah, yeah. I'll I, give I'll give truthful reviews. When, when I was talking with Tom and Anthony about this, the best part about all this is it's going to be for mine and Sean's show, and I know already Sean is probably there's an eighty five percent to ninety percent <laughs> chance he will not watch any of these. He may watch one, but I'm not even going to hold my breath on that. I mean, they're Can not I really. Say this? Can I say this? Can <laughs> yeah. I say this? Yeah. If you are to watch any of these movies, yeah, have you seen The Gray? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I, I was going to say, can I only watch The Grey? Because I'm going to pull back the curtain a bit. My father and I watched The Grey. My dad is also doing this well because Liam Neeson nice. movies are, that's like kind of our thing in a weird way. We go see all, it's like our, our father-son bonding. We love yeah. Liam Neeson action movies for whatever reason. <laughs> but last night we watched The Grey. Nice. And when it ended, I was like, that movie still holds up. Do we need to even watch the other seven movies? Because I know which one is the best. It's not even close. It's the gray. Not Taken's fun. It's got nostalgia. Unknown was a pleasant surprise because I hadn't really remembered it from when I saw it years ago. But the gray from start to finish is by far still the best. Absolutely, I agree. Like Unless it is legitimately, it's, it's like legitimately like a great movie in terms of story, mm-hmm. acting, uh, plot, cinematography, music, direction. It's just all in all. It's just the best, but yeah. I'll give my full review and ranking sometime in October. But so, yeah, Sean, that's what we're doing. If you want to join us, great. If any of our listeners at home want to join us and binge along with us, uh, get started, and we will eventually, when this is all done, we'll rank our favorite movies, and then this will lead up to his new release of his new action movie, Honest Thief. Ooh, that could be fun. I know. I can't wait to watch The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. <laughs> and on that note... Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Unemployed Guys Podcast. You can always check us out on Apple, Spotify, or Anchor. You can follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can email us any questions, comments, concerns. You can email us your favorite Liam Neeson movies at theunemployedguyspodcast at gmail.com. What a show. What a week. Go Bears. Hell of a win. Let's make it 2-0 next week against the Falcons. We'll be here. We'll be talking about that game. 
And that's the way it was because Stone Cold said so. My name is Luke Chaconis. My name is Sean Young. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great week. Go Bears. God bless. Bye-bye. And get a job.